1045 The Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is The Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. And here we go. Straight up 6 o'clock by my watch means it's time for the one and only Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. My name is Jason Martin. Blessed and thrilled to have you as a part of my audience tonight. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. Follow me there. Drop me a line. Drop me some love. Drop me some hate. Whatever. No big whoop. As I used to say on Coffee Talk on Saturday Night Live. 615-737-1045 is our number. 737-1045. So there's a lot of stories in the news. There's a lot of stories in the sports news as well. But I find myself over the last couple of days driven nuts, maybe by myself. And last night on this show, about 20 minutes into it, I told this story briefly earlier today on the Midday 180 for whatever reason. Look, I've had kind of a weird schedule over the last week and a half with a lot of folks in London and uh, doing some other things and just doing a bunch of different jobs. And as a result, my sleep's been hard to come by or it's been at weird hours. And I don't, I'm hoping that that's what this was. But 20 minutes into my show last night, I had like major double vision. Like I was blurred vision. I drove home with it. I got home. I could barely see. And I basically went to sleep almost immediately. And I was trying to think about reasons for that outside the obvious. And I spent a good bit of last night's time, last night's show talking about Urban Meyer. And I spend a lot of time because it's our job and it's what we're paid to do to have opinions and sometimes to spout hot takes. And a lot of it is negative. Folks, there is a lot of vitriol. There is a lot of hate out there in the world right now, in our world, in our whatever our little bubble is. There's still a lot of hate out there. The news is not pleasant. It's often biased in one direction or another. And the stories that people read, the stories that people are paying attention to are the bad ones. I remember a few days ago, the Chad Kelly story hit. My initial reaction to one I'm a little disgusted by, one I had to actually stop and think about after the fact. What I thought when I saw that story after laughing, which shouldn't have probably been my first reaction, was, boy, could this be a fun topic for a radio segment? What fun thing could I tweet about this? What, what could be clever right now that I could drop on social media about this? And I threw something out there that I didn't need to do, but I wanted to be heard. What I did not do was stop for even one second to feel sorry or to feel sad for this guy who's been unable to escape trouble or get out of his own way basically his entire life. Booted off his high school team, kicked off his college team, now released from the NFL team that took a last pick flyer on him in the draft a couple of years ago. Chad Kelly made a ton of mistakes. He's got a ton of problems. But I think we forget sometimes to stop and realize he's also a human being created as we all were. And we shouldn't always just go down the pathway of watching a NASCAR race to see the crash. And I know that that's why I used to watch NASCAR races. I'm from Martinsville, Virginia. The thing that town, that city is still known for is Martinsville Speedway, where NASCAR happens to be this very Sunday. But shouldn't we be better than that? is what I started to think. We shouldn't only care about the news when the worst things are happening. And I'm maybe more guilty of that than anybody. I hate the human interest stories, and the positive stuff doesn't interest me very much. 
and I can get really obsessed with some stories, but today, tonight, at least for one day, I'm really not interested in talking about two-point conversions or wide receiver drops or boneheaded mistakes on any field of any kind. I'm just not really interested in discussing moral depravity in coaching ranks, which, of course, we've been doing, and now the DJ Durkin news is is coming out, and some of the stuff in that report is abhorrent. I've done so much of that this week. I've done so much of that this year. And then today comes the story of Trey Smith. And I feel so sad for Trey Smith and for the body that continues to betray this young man. And I fear he may have played his last down of football. He may never play again. These blood clots returned. They're in his lungs. And he had to step inside in Knoxville or step aside in Knoxville today again. And I'm still kind of reeling mentally from the news of Roman Reigns on Monday night coming out at the beginning of Raw and saying, hey, for 11 years, I've lived with leukemia, something I didn't know, something almost nobody that I knew knew. And it's returned after 11 years in remission. And he takes off the Universal Championship, lays it in the center of the ring, gets a little bit emotional and says, I've got to go home to my family and I've got to fight this thing again. And I'm going to come back after I kick leukemia's ass. I've got wonderful friends in this world. And there are a few of them in this building that are dealing with incredible family hardship. And then there's a third in this building with a friend in the same situation. And there's a fourth that's actually in the building right now that dealt with another just major health scare recently. And the fact that this guy, who's a class act and a really good guy, is even walking, talking, and persevering through what he had to go through, reveals to be my Savior's existence and grace. So all this negativity, and yes, all these blessings and all these challenges, it all just took me in a different direction for tonight's show. This is not hot take theater. There is no two-drink minimum tonight. And hopefully there's not a lot of the time, honestly. I have a sense, just looking around at my own life and at those that I work around, live around, or care about, that we could all use a little bit of a release. Let's think of what is good, what is pure, what is true, what is admirable. Yes, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is excellent. We love sports. We love it. It's part of our fabric as the community that we built here on 104.5 The Zone, whether or not you're one of us that's blessed enough to be behind the mic or one of you that happens to be in a car right now listening to us. Tonight, I want to tell you a story, and then I want yours. It's the story of how I got here, how I got to this chair in this studio to sit behind this microphone with this yellow cover on it speaking to you on this rainy, cold October Thursday night. Like I said a couple of minutes ago, I was born in Martinsville, Virginia. Earlier today, we were talking about local sports and how communities are no longer communities in the way that we used to know them. And this was with Chad Withrow and also with Coach Dave McGinnis. And I started started to think about why sports matters to me. What were my earliest memories of it? Why would I choose to talk about and write about games and those that play these games for a living? Why would I do that for a living? What is it that drew me in? And the answers are certainly varied, and there's no doubt things that I'm about to say that, I, that might not be entirely true because my memory may have faded to some extent. But I point to a few things. I've said this before, many times actually, but I'm incredibly blessed. My parents are the best kind of people. 
My dad worked extremely hard. My mother did as well. And then she walked away from her own career to make sure I grew up with a parent at home most afternoons to guide my own path. They knew their neighbors. They knew everyone in our churches. They cared about my friends and knew their families as well. And many of those relationships and many of those memories came from me and my friends playing sports. Now, I was not a great athlete. I was never in good shape. I understood the games, but my gifts weren't physical in any way. What I remember first about sports mattering in my life is no doubt influenced by my dad. And two things really stand out initially to me. He was an umpire. He did high school games. He did Pony League. He did American Legion games. I think he even did a couple of Martinsville Phillies games, minor league games. And once in a blue moon, he'd be part of a photo in the Martinsville Bulletin newspaper making a crucial call in whatever that matchup was. And he also did some basketball refereeing a little later on. But as I got a little older, maybe seven or eight years old, living in Martinsville, I'd go with him to his other job. He worked for Panel Knitting Company during the day. And then he was that umpire, that referee, and he also led the Sunday school class as well. But I would sit in the press box. He'd give me enough money for a couple of blow pops. I would sit there and debate sour apple or grape. Usually that debate ended up with one of each. And I would sit in that press box and I would sit there and I would talk with the people in there sometimes. And they would give me the ball strike out clicker. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it was a little click thing that you would have in your hand that would go through the four balls, the three strikes, the three outs. And they would tell me that I was doing something important with that thing, even though I wasn't. But eventually I would start to score the games on paper the way that it used to be done. And it's still done, but most of you have probably never even seen it done before. I learned how to do it at home watching the Braves on TBS with my dad in the den of our home. That was the Atlanta Braves. They will always be our team. And my dad taught me watching those games how the process worked. So I was around sports early and often, just being with him and mom at the various games that he worked. And I'd also, when we had the money and the time, be in a car on the way to Charlottesville to watch the Virginia Cavaliers play ACC football and occasionally basketball. The first sports stars I remember caring about deeply in a college game were Sean and Herman Moore, the quarterback and wide receiver for the Virginia Cavaliers and head coach Jim Welch. I remember Scott Stadium. I remember John Crotty and Curtis Staples and all these guys that used to play for the Virginia basketball team, Coach Terry Holland at the time. We had a family friend from church named Curtis who was also a really hard worker. He was my dad's probably closest friend in the world, and he was a big Virginia fan. And his daughter, Leslie, became one of my closest friends. And we would travel, usually just the four of us. The moms would stay behind to watch Virginia play. We even made a trip, maybe the longest trip I'd ever made in a car as a kid, a long drive, Virginia to Orlando, Florida, to watch my Virginia Cavaliers play and lose, unfortunately, to Jeff George and Illinois in the Florida Citrus Bowl. Now, that trip was tiring. Leslie and I managed, by the way, to find a way to fight over Super Mario Land and my Game Boy. And look, if she's listening right now, it was my turn, and it was my Game Boy. But I digress. It was a short fight. I played sports, and Dad coached me in most of those sports. I wasn't going to be on any travel teams. But I viewed athletes at, at those levels like they were superheroes, and I... I was a good teammate. I developed my own rooting interests. I would play tennis in high school eventually at a relatively decent clip. 
And yes, I was first chair trombone in the band, which led me to play in the 1994 World Parade in London as a freshman from North Forsyth High School on little old Chatillon Drive in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and also to win the national competition at Disney World a year later in Florida. I played in band mainly to attend the games. I knew I wasn't going to play college sports for real. Maybe I could get trips a different way. I ended up not playing before I was out of high school, so it didn't happen, but it was another option for me. And it was driven by sports. Not as much by trying to hit the perfect D-flat on my bunty brass. It was sports. And so what I want to ask you tonight, because today I want to talk to you, and I want to help you forget about whatever might be going on in your personal life today. Maybe it was a bad day at work. Maybe you got into an argument last night. Maybe uh, you were late. Maybe your coffee tasted bad. I can't relate. Mine was phenomenal today. Maybe you're just a little worn out from the long week. I don't know what it is. I don't want to sit around today and criticize. I don't want to sit around today and rank. I don't want to sit around today and rate, although I certainly could. The phone lines are open. My question to you is simple. Yesterday, I used simple quite a bit. Still not sure that plane landed, but I hope it was thought-provoking. Here's what I want tonight. I want your story. I want to know what brings your ears to my show right now. Why do you love sports? What is it that first brought you to the ballpark? What is the memory? What is the game? What is the experience that you saw on TV, that you heard on radio? Whatever it might be, you're listening to 104.5 The Zone for a reason. And it's a reason that's entirely unique to you. So let's just tell some stories tonight and talk. Why do you love sports? Why does it endure in your life? What is the chapter of your book where the games and the points and the starters and the coaches and the records and the stats became something you couldn't live without? Why are you a fan? That is my question. 615-737-1045. We are one community that loves sports, united. And let's discuss the why tonight and forget the clutter. We take your phone calls next. Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. So, Treaty, Tennessee, and South Carolina with the Tennessee Tailgate Show. Saturday at 4 on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back in. Hope you're warm. Hope you're safe wherever you are. It's the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. 615-737-1045 to join us. Little Chris Stapleton, Outlaw State of Mind, bringing us back. Always reminds me of Hell or High Water, one of the best movies of this decade. If you have not seen it, fix that problem almost immediately. Jimmy Harper is with me behind the glass, spinning the dials radio style for me, doing a fantastic job as always. So what I've wanted to do tonight was sort of diverge from what sports talk radio can often fall into, which is criticism and negativity and the worst, both in the stories that we cover and sometimes the people that we are as hosts. And I could not do it if I couldn't recognize it. And I recognize it because I'm guilty of it far too much. And I was sitting there with the, uh, you know, just feeling a little blurred vision last night. I think maybe just being a little bit tired, possibly. I was just like, man, maybe I should start thinking of better stuff. Maybe some of the positivity might balance out some of this. And so tonight, I wanted us to sort of unify as a community of sports fans here on 104.5 The Zone, where we are so privileged to have you in our audience. 
where I don't want to waste your time, where no one wants to waste your time on this radio station. And just tell the story of why we're sports fans and why this matters to us. What are some of our earliest memories? What are the things that make sports so important that we would sit in a car or with earbuds in at a coffee shop or at a restaurant or wherever it is that you might be, whether it's alone or with family or friends, why you would be listening to us right now? Why 1045thezone.com is, or, or is bookmarked on your computer? Why 1045thezone's a preset on your radio? Why do you love sports? That's the question I have for you tonight. And our telephone number is 615-737-1045. As you hear people drop off, feel free to call in. We have six lines loaded. We'll get to a few here in this shorter segment, and then we will come back and continue to take calls for the remainder of the hour. We lead off with Pete. He is on a cell phone tonight. Pete, how are you? I'm good. Uh, how are you today, Mark? Doing good, Pete. Um, so, I, you know, my kind of why, uh, first off, I'd like to preface it, Sam, I'm a big sports fan, ever, ever over sport, but uh, basketball is my biggest. Grew up, you know, in a basketball family, coach's son. Um, but my granddad is kind of my why. Um, he was a college basketball player. I know you're a WKU alum. Uh, he played for Diddle at WKU. And, uh, you know, over the years, I always looked up to him and saw his Western accolades, and he even still his uniform to this day. He's 83 years old. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, growing up, I would see that stuff, and uh, he kind of took a special interest in me. So, you know, every morning from the time I was fifth or sixth grade before school, he'd go work me out, and he just put a lot of time into me. And um, he's kind of my why. Uh, over the years, we'd watch any type of basketball game, whether it be from high school to NBA to whatever. You know, he kind of instilled the love of basketball into me, which kind of carried over into every other sport. So thanks for uh, taking my call, and I'll shut up and listen and go Tops. All right, Pete. Indeed, go Tops. EA Diddle, legend. They announced today, actually, my good friend Zach Greenwell, who's the uh, sports information director on the basketball side at, at Western they're releasing 16 posters this year. They're going to form kind of one giant poster for the 100-year anniversary of the WKU basketball team, and I immediately sent him a tweet and basically said, yeah, I'm going to need all of those. So uh, that would be a reason to head out to Diddle. If you need a reason, you shouldn't. It's always a great atmosphere out there. Bill in Nashville is up next here on the Big Six. Bill, how are you, bud? I'm doing well, Jay Mark. Thank you for doing this uh, in, in similar fashion to the gentleman before me. My father and my grandfathers, their love for sports, their love of the Tennessee Volunteers, their love of the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I remember my first game with my dad in 1977. It was 18 degrees at kickoff for Tennessee Vanderbilt. Um, I remember that vividly. I remember my first trip to Bush Stadium in 1978, saw Bob Forrest pitch for the Cardinals. Mm. Uh, and it has carried on uh, since then, of course, to my son now. Uh, you know, it, I know that you know people don't understand sometimes why men relate so well with sports, especially generationally. Well, I think sports are timeless. And it's easy for us to do that. It's easy for us to get involved with the team, and and it's it's a way to spend time and to share time and to appreciate tradition, appreciate uh, and, and each other as well as 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 we all. From watching those games, I can still remember being that little boy, and uh, I'm not that little boy anymore, but it takes me back to that time, and it's just a great feeling, and it's a great thing to experience. Thank you, Bill. Really appreciate it. 
I do. I mean, I think there is a unifying quality to sports. It's why we are drawn to it. And it's why we debate it. It's why we talk about it in the barbershops or why you might talk about it in the bar, why you might talk about it in Sunday school before, you know, opening up the Bible, if, if that's what you do, or at the movie theater or whatever it is. There's a reason why you have that app on your phone. There's a reason why those things pop up as your Twitter notifications about scores. It's because sports is, there's something special about it. There's something unique about it. We all have a unique story to tell. I think a lot of it probably will go back. I think a lot of the stories we're going to hear over the next half hour have to do with, you know, your grandfather or your father. But it's amazing how much we remember about the sports that we have lived through. We often say stuff like we are blessed to have lived through Michael Jordan's entire career or things like that. You know, we don't generally say that about politicians or actors or anyone else. There's something different about sports, isn't there? Laurie in Nashville up next. Laurie, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. How are you doing? Doing great. Good. So, I, um, similar to your first two callers, my first interaction with um, sports came as a more or less a common ground with my father, who was a very... Very quiet man, uh, but a wonderful, wonderful father and provider. Um, he and I didn't have a whole lot in common. Um, he wasn't very demonstrative or anything like that, but he definitely enjoyed, uh, and as did I, uh, taking in any kind of sport together. And I'm going to show my age here, mm-hmm. but I can remember when I was very young, sitting on the floor of our living room, with popcorn and my dad watching um, the Frazier Ollie fight and um, old uh, Steelers games with Terry Bradshaw and Franco Harris and uh, grew up loving the St. Louis Cardinals back when Joe Torrey played for them and Kenny Reitz and yeah. a lot of, lot of long-ago players. And then... Um, and then one other thing that I, I don't remember my dad doing this with me, but it's, it's people ask me what's up with the way Kentucky basketball fans are. Um, when I was young, young, I would, much like you had shared, I actually made a homemade piece of paper. Well, it wasn't a homemade piece of paper, but I took a piece of paper and made a homemade score sheet mm-hmm. and would listen on my radio, on my AM radio, to... Haywood Ledford call the old Kentucky basketball games. And um, like back when they played against Dean Smith in North Carolina and he would, he, Dean Smith had the four corner offense that would, where they'd hold the ball for 10 minutes. You know, um, so it's just, you know, those, those are sweet, sweet memories. And we raised our kids around sports and it was, it's a very, uh, evening ground, you know, it's a great, great way to raise kids and always have something in common that you can do together with them. Um, and I'm very, as you mentioned, I'm very grateful and feel blessed that we've always had that. So I appreciate you offering this as a topic tonight. It's a, it's a neat thing. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for, for sharing that. This is what we want. And we have a ton of lines lit. And we're going to go ahead and take a break. Our telephone number is 615-737-1045. Keeping it simple. Keeping it positive. Why do you love sports? 
Why is 104.5 The Zone somewhere that you come because sports matters to you? What are your memories? What are the things that drew you to this originally? We continue with your thoughts next. 615-737-1045. Big City. $1,000 could get you some sweet-looking cornhole platforms and a whole lot of red Solo cups for your tailgate. Your chance at one grand. Four times a day with 4K a day. Listen for the keyword and text to win every weekday at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. Please don't text and drive. Rules and details on 1045thezone.com. 4K a day on 1045thezone. Glad to have you with us here on a Thursday evening, cold Thursday evening, rain off and on, going to continue throughout the night. Predators on the road in New Jersey. That game's already underway. If you have it DVR and don't want to hear, turn down the radio for just a minute. Devils are up 1-0. About six minutes left in the first period. Thursday Night Football following me here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin. You can follow me on Twitter at jmartzone. Getting a lot of good tweets tonight. The question that I asked you, and we have lines loaded, so I'm going to get to the calls as quickly as possible. But I just asked why you love sports. What your memories are. What is it, uh, you know, maybe something in your family or something, just some memory that has helped sports endure and make it so important to you that you would tune in to my show tonight or any of the shows here on 104.5 The Zone, and why sports is a community thing for you, why it's important to you. Because at the end of the day, it's entertainment, and they're playing for points, and they're playing for championships that really don't matter in the grand scheme, yet they do matter, right? So why do you love sports? Back to the phones, we go to, well, let's go in order here. Jeff in Nashville. Jeff, how are you, man? Hey, great. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, and I really appreciate also your expression, your faith, and so sorry to hear about Trey Smith. Uh, that yeah. just broke my heart when I was hearing that on the way home, and, and my prayers obviously lifted up for him. Um, a couple of things about the love for sports. Uh, you know, again, growing up as a kid in Tennessee, uh, we just had the radio, and, uh, you know, I can certainly remember being out with my dad on the farm and tuning into the UT games, uh, the, the Braves. I'm right there with you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember listening to Hank Aaron play on the radio. Wow. Um, you know, back through the years, Dick Pokorob and Phil Necro and uh, listening when Bob Horner came right out of college and <laughs> jumped straight up and hit a couple of home runs in his first game that he played. Uh, those are just wonderful. But the, the main thing, I guess, that really drew me in was John Ward in the UT basketball games. Mm. You know, people think of him as a, as a football announcer. Right. Uh, but to be able to sit and listen to the radio and listen to him paint a game uh, on the radio for you, you know, he just like he drew you right there into into Stokely back then. And and I was listening when, you know, Bernard King was a freshman and, um, you know, came out and scored 42 points in his first game and, uh, you know, announced that after they lost to Kentucky the first time, they would never lose again, and, and they beat them five games in a row. Uh, those are just powerful, powerful bonding times, you know, that you just felt that bonding with a team, a university. You know, Atlanta was the only real major sports in the whole South back then, the Braves. And, 
You know, and just coming full circle and taking my son up to UT last year, and uh, he's gone to a few UT football games, but we went to a Lady Vols game, and he's sitting there, you know, watching the people down below, and he goes, there's Lamonte Turner, and he goes down and starts talking to Lamonte, and Lamonte just took the time to chat with him and was very kind, and just watching my son's enthusiasm, I mean, that just makes it worth it, and that's that's what sports does. It just really opens our heart up to competition and 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 seeing the best that people can bring, you know, to the arena, to the court. Um, and, and, you know, it takes us out of some of the places in this world that are pretty tragic, and and we need that. We need those places uh, in our lives. So thank you so much for opening up this topic. And I appreciate it, Jeff, and thank you for sharing your story. Mike in Springfield joins us next here on The Big Six. Mike, how are you this evening? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> I'm from Kentucky, and I can relate to a lot of those Kentucky fans. But I grew up uh, being a big Red Machine fan. Uh, you know, with the Cincinnati Reds, watching Pete Rose and Johnny Bench and all those. So I've, I've played baseball pretty much all my life, played in college. And then when I got out of college, when I knew I wasn't going to keep playing, I became a, a teacher and a coach. So I've coached high school, middle school sports here in uh, Middle Tennessee for about 27 years now with six different high schools, six different sports. I've coached baseball, boys and girls soccer, boys and girls basketball, softball. And I think what is most important for me now is to get these young people, young athletes, going to the next level and being able to play. It, it really, you know, helps me. Um, thrive when I see a former player playing at the next level. And sometimes even professionally, there's a few that, you know, are playing baseball right now that I'm, that I coach in the minors. And, um, so that's most satisfying to me right now. And I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Let's see if we can get one more in here before we get to break. 615-737-1045. We'll take them right to the end as we've got, uh, four or five lines lit, but Jimmy Harper will be glad to take your phone call. Why do you love sports? What are the memory? What are the reasons why sports matter so much to you, and how far do they date back? David in Cookville joins us next here on the Big Six. David, good evening. Hey, Jason, how you doing this evening? Doing good, bud. Hope you are. Good, I am, and I appreciate your expression, personal expression tonight, and the things you've said. I can relate, but so many of the callers, the things they've said, but two things that stick out in my mind is you kind of have. I guess challenged my thinking, which I've thought about a little bit, I guess, before. But my first, well, I've got two memories that really stick out at a young age. And one was, I guess I was in about third grade or so. And, you know, my father, I, I grew up with three brothers, and my father was athletic and graduated the University of Tennessee, and his father, too. But anyway, um, I was just out on the playground. I guess it's third grade or something, and this is the first time I ever remember it hitting me. And we were playing kickball. I don't know if you ever played kickball. Before. Oh yeah, absolutely. We were playing kickball back then. Well, somehow all I remember is being. There's, it's funny how you remember this. Like you remember every good golf shot you ever hit. Yeah. You know, isn't it weird? Yeah, it but really anyway, is. so so I'm I'm down the first baseline or so, and some kid kicks a pop, you know, just a pop fly or something, and. I just remember catching that ball, and it was like, <laughs> I have to be so careful in these conversations that I don't be sacrilegious, but it was a transformative for me. Right, I understand. Because what you're there was a 
click there to where it was, I got confidence and realized, hey, I can do this. You know, I didn't ever think about it before, but when I made the catch, all of a sudden something just went off in me, and that just sent a whole, you know, it was a domino effect in my life from football to baseball, basketball, everything. That that one time with the confidence thing just got me into everything. And the second thing was, and this is one thing I can't ever explain, but I was at church in the nursery, and I remember my cousin came by, and I must have been old enough to kind of at least understand something, and she said, how about them balls? And she was older than I was. Right. I thought, well, that sounds neat. What does that mean? So I went home and asked my dad, you know, when we went home from church, I said, Janet said, what about them balls, Dad? What does that mean? And he just kind of smiled and explained it to me. And that day there was something born in my heart in Tennessee, and I'll tell you what, my boys, my girls bleed orange. I don't think I've ever had to train them. anything but my seven-year-old would cry himself to sleep you know he wasn't even alive back in the days when we won 10 games a year he cried himself to sleep last year if we lost when we lost against which he cried a lot <laughs> but i'm just saying there's just something special and i remember all the days growing up with me and my dad watching all the fights like the lady said a little earlier i remember watching all the steelers games watching the big red machine everything everybody's talked about tonight and you know, back in the Sugar Bowl when Doug Dickey came in and we beat Miami and just doing that with my dad and my brothers and all those. I mean, I could just talk all night. Y'all don't have time to hear all this. But no, David, no, no, I really I appreciate it. I can't explain it. It was special, It's and it just remains special. I can't put my finger on it except for I have a belief that there's only one true entity in all of this world that deserves all praise and glory, so I can't go there. But I will say the only thing I can compare it to is it's almost spiritual. It's kind of weird. I can't explain it, but it's a special thing, and uh, I don't know. It's just neat. So yeah. I appreciate you having the show, and uh, and I appreciate this station. I really do. It's, uh, it's a good thing. Thank you, so, David. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, did not mean to cut you off there, but I appreciate all that you said there and the story about the woman at church saying, how about them balls? And then you went home and you asked your dad what that meant. Two conversations that you need to have with your parents, I guess, in the state of Tennessee. The birds and the bees, and what does how about them balls mean? we got one more segment coming up. 615-737-1045. Why do you love sports? More next. Big 6, 104.5 The Zone. Tennessee's home for Titans Radio and the Ball Network. Don't miss a moment. The Sports Station, 104.5 The Zone. Final segment of the program tonight, Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. Dolphins, Texans following us. Westwood One, Thursday Night NFL. Why do you love sports? That's the question. I'm Jason Martin, host of the Big Six, editor-in-chief of the Big Six blog at 104.5thezone.com slash Big Six blog. We got five calls in like seven minutes to do it. Let's see how fast we can roll through these. Stephanie in Murfreesboro leads us off tonight. Murfreesboro, what's up? Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, ma'am. Um... I was thinking on the way I'm driving back from Nashville and to listen to all your previous callers. And it's so amazing how many connections that we have. And I, you know, I remember when I was younger, I didn't have a real sports person around me, but you know, I remembered when I first tried out for softball and um, the last thing I had to do was catch a fly ball. 
And I remember getting off that field. I held both of my hands up like I had just won a gold medal. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And it just made me so happy. Something clicked. Those endorphins started, you know, firing off. And later on in life, me and my family would watch the Braves, watch the Braves all the time. We'd just Mm -hmm. sit for hours and watch it day after day. We got to go to a game. We thought that was the most amazing thing ever. You know, we did it all as a family. Um, you know, later on in life, you know, and I lived in a very small town, so we, there wasn't much to do but to play sports. So that's what we did. We played basketball. We played softball. We ran track. We did everything we could because there was nothing else to do. And we were so close. All, me and my, all my friends were so close. That's how we bonded. And, you know, getting a little bit older in years, you know, and I used to watch um, NBA all the time. I was a huge basketball fan. I loved Magic Johnson and Dr. J. I remember... Uh, I had written in my diary, and I had found it years later, that in exclamation points, the, uh, the Philadelphia had finally beaten um, the Pistons. I was so excited. Mm. I had, I mean, it was, it was, it was just amazing. And I remember watching it, and getting older now, watching my kids play sports, and you know, me and my husband love the Titans. And um, when the whole kneeling thing happened. I was so upset. I'm, you know, I'm a veteran. And so I take it very personally, but more, I think on a deep level, it hurt me because I loved the Titans so much. Me and my husband, that's what we do. We bond over Titans football. (laughs) And that's our one chance to get out, you know, like our date night. It's a date afternoon. And we go to all the events we can. We talk about it constantly. We're always texting back and forth. Who's going to do this? And it's just amazing. And I think about um, how people, you know, love sports and have all these memories. And it's really about the connections, those little synapses that fire. If you smell a baseball glove, you can remember when you were younger. Or um, it, it, I, I kind of liken all of us getting together with sports. Like, we're all Southern people. I, I'll just take that. But what do we do when we have funerals, when we have weddings? What do we do? We eat. We Southerners get together over sports. Right. That's what we do. That's how we make those connections with other people that we may not have ever met. Like, how many times do you see one single person going to a thing of themselves? You don't. Because right. that's how we bond. That's how we make connections with other people and, and, and just make ourselves feel happy because of those memories, because of those endorphins. And I have really just enjoyed listening to this whole segment. It has made my ridiculously ride home much, much better. So thanks for having it. And I'll hang up. No problem. Thank you very much, Stephanie. And thank you for you and your husband's service as well. Wayne in Sparta next. Wayne, what's up? Hey, thank you. And first of all, um, thank you for tipping my hat for you taking the the topic uh, positive because obviously the media is full of negativity that my, my memories of sports are the obvious ones with my with my parents of my children but you are one of the callers made a statement mentioned the word unifying and mm-hmm. two two things come to mind one is in in uh, I guess it was middle school junior high at the time there was it, it unified it didn't matter whether your upperclassmen um, you know, um, you're playing with uh, freshmen or whatever, all races. I mean, you'd play with basketball and football and baseball teams with people of all races, didn't matter which neighborhood, what their religion was. Sure. And it really was a unifying uh, team effort. 
and you became friends afterwards. And I don't know that in you know situ- other normal situations we would have done that, but uh, it's a great experience. But my second takeaway from that is the in terms of um, I never felt more patriotic than watching the Olympics whether it's the uh, miracle on ice or the basketball team or whatever I think it's done really it's, it's done wonders for unifying the country something we so- sorely need now so uh, those are my two memories of uh, the unification um, you know positives that sports brings to you thank you very much Wayne I appreciate it yeah that, that unification doesn't matter where you come from doesn't matter you know, your background or whatever classification somebody wants to try and put you into for whatever reason. Everybody goes to Neewan Stadium wearing orange. You're all one that day. All the people that are wearing Florida orange and blue in Neewan Stadium are one that day. But you're all then part of something larger. You're all part of a community of people that love sports enough to travel, to sit in those stands and cheer on those modern day heroes and things of that nature. And that's why I really wanted to do this tonight. And, you know, we've had calls and we've got calls right now that want to get in. This is one of those nights where you couldn't have enough time to get through them all. So maybe we'll do it again tomorrow or we'll certainly get back to this topic because there are so many stories. And the thing is, we couldn't take nearly as many calls and I haven't even been able to read all the tweets that have come through that I was going to read because you can't cut off people's stories when they're so personal. I can't cut it off. I didn't even want to speak. I just wanted to let you guys talk tonight. I wanted to let you guys tell your stories the way I told mine in the first segment. If you missed mine, why I'm a sports fan, subscribe to the podcast, The Big Six with Jason Martin. Find it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Go to 1045thezone.com. Of course, you can subscribe to all the wonderful shows on this station through that as well. I will be back tomorrow. I'll be hosting the Tennessee Tailgate Show with Joey Ken on Saturday. I continue to talk about all the things that I'm doing, but mainly I'm just blessed to have the opportunity to do any of it. I'm blessed that you would take the time to make me part of your evening, whatever it is that you're doing. I hope that tonight's show was positive. I hope that some of these stories brought up some memories to you. Maybe you can share those stories at the dinner table tonight or tomorrow with your family. We're sending you to Thursday Night Football. Good night and God bless.